The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. And uh, yeah, I might sound awful happy and cheery right now, but this week's show is going to be quite a heavy show. Um, and we'll get into that. Yes, it's been quite an interesting week in the bagpiping world with a lot of very frayed tempers, I should say. But we'll get into the reason why. Hmm. But first of all, Yes, if this is your first Big Rab Show podcast, then uh, where have you been? We've over 190 episodes plus at this stage. We've been doing this for a long time. So if you haven't already, please do consider going and checking out our huge back catalogue. We've quite a wealth of material there now. You can go and delve into all of the big topics in the piping world. Plus, we've interviewed some of the absolute biggest and best in the piping world. And so, yeah, loads of great stuff for you to go and check out now. Also, if you haven't already, please do consider clicking that subscribe button. Because wherever you're listening to us right now, you could be on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, wherever it is. Uh, yeah, you'll get a little notification then to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. So each and every Wednesday when we publish new episodes, then you'll never miss. Yeah. Now, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. Yes, yes, I know, the same old chestnut. But yeah, like every podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. And if you would like to, you can do it. Now, you don't have to. You don't have to, I have to say. So, yeah, if you do want to get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness, that's where it is. It's all back there, uh, including episodes of Big Rab Show Plus, which are exclusive just to Patreon. We have all sorts of incredible interviews, backstage videos, exclusive performances. All of that good stuff is up there on Patreon. Now, this week, actually, Patreon kind of comes into its own because, yeah, last night on Fuse FM, we had a massive uh, technical out. The whole system just went, no, computer says no. And Fuse FM had an absolute terrible time with their computer system. And as a result, we weren't able to broadcast online, which was horrible. So we'd done a whole two-hour radio show that was broadcast just on FM. So those here living in Northern Ireland managed to hear it on their, their radio as normal. But for all of you guys living internationally, you weren't able to hear the show last night on Fuse. You weren't able to tune in internationally. So... Yeah, all of our regular listeners, shout out to Uncle Chop and to, to, well, to everyone who would tune in internationally. I'm not just singling out Uncle Chop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jason, but so many people would tune in each week to Fuse uh, when we were broadcasting live, which is brilliant. That's what it's all about. But yeah, if you don't happen to catch the show live, and a lot of you wouldn't have caught this week's, well, it's up there on our Patreon. You guys can go and listen again. And catch the show that you missed. Now, not just last night's show, but there is months and months and months of Big Rab shows up there. Uh, where each and every week we do two hours worth of live radio on Fuse FM. It gets broadcast live across Balamoney, the whole northwest of Northern Ireland, and then across the world online. And if you don't happen to catch it live, then that's it, it's gone. But on 
if you are a Patreon subscriber, you do get that facility where you can go back and listen to previous episodes. So if you want to hear what Big Rab Show played on whatever date in the middle of June, then you can. You can go right back and listen to all of those old episodes. Each show's two hours long, packed full of music, all sorts of goodness. Definitely worth going to check out. So if you do want to go and help support us, go to Patreon, click support, and you'll get access to all of that amazing stuff. And that's about as much as I want to talk about Patreon. Okay. Also, I wanted to mention briefly again about our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, it's still going. That's thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. If you want to sign up and take advantage of our $1 uh, yeah, for Dojo Premium for 30 days. Now, after 30 days, if you decide to keep it on, that's great. That's up to yourself. Uh, but yes, we're offering you 30 days where we drop the paywall. We absolutely... Swing the doors open on everything so you have access to your live lessons, your one-to-ones, all of your Facebook groups, all that sort of stuff. It's all up there on thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. So go and take advantage of those offers when they're there. There you go. All right. Now, with each and every week, we do kick off The Big Rab Show with some listener mail. And this week is no different. And I feel... This week's listener mail brings me into what is kind of going to be the topic of the week. Now, we've got tons of news to get through, uh, as well as what is possibly the biggest news story to hit the piping world this past number of months. Uh, so, yeah, I feel I should really start there with the big news story. So the reason why everyone will possibly be tuning in this week is to hear what we have to say on this. <laughs> Now, we've done a lot of preparation on this, and yeah, it's not going to be easy to get through this. But thankfully, you guys out there, the piping folk, have been making good use of our brand new feature, the Weekly Drone. Weekly Drone! Yes. Now, remember last week, uh, whenever we we said to you we didn't have any listener mail and we didn't have any Weekly Drones, which was really unusual, uh, we didn't have anything for a Weekly Drone. Well... This week, we have five. <laughs> we have five. We have five weekly drones all on the same topic. Now, I do want to play each one of them because I do think all of them have value. Because essentially what the weekly drone is, in case you haven't, you know, been sleeping under a stone somewhere, the weekly drone is a way for you to get your voice on the podcast, regardless of what you want to talk about, warts and all. And it will be completely anonymous. There's no names mentioned. There's no bands named or mentioned or associated. So if you have a complaint or even if you want to praise something, then that's where you do it. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. And uh, a load of you guys have been over there on Weekly Drone and have kind of swamped our inbox. All to do with this next news story. So... As he prepares himself for possibly one of the biggest news stories to drop this past while. Yes. Okay, let's get into it. RSPBA, our own Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association here in the UK, dropped a bit of a bombshell on the piping world. Now, as if it hasn't already been a year for bombshells. 2020's been quite a horrible year for pipe bands. uh, Where all of us haven't been able to compete thanks to the global pandemic. Bands haven't been able to fundraise. All of that sort of stuff. So a load of bands are in lockdown. We can't play. We can't practice. We can't, like I said, you can't fundraise. You can't do anything that is essential for keeping bands afloat. Well, 
Our own association, as you guys know, we've covered this story in depth before about the redevelopment of headquarters. No, don't worry, we're not going there again. Not for a while anyway, until we get some answers when we still haven't got those. Uh, So, yeah, RSPBA are in financial diffs, let's say. Now, they have already put it out on social media and stuff through various different media outlets, Pipe and Press, and... They have put articles out there to say everything's fine. Uh, You know, we are financially solvent all the way through to 2021. Everything's grand. There's nothing to see here. You know, all these complainers online, I could just ignore them. They don't know what they're talking about. We've got loads of cash there and everything's looking rosy. And that came from the president himself. And uh, now we're finding it's the complete opposite. Because a statement that RSPBA put out on their social media and on their website, you can actually go and read it now verbatim. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you because I'm sure you've probably seen it. But RSPBA have put it out for the attention of all banned secretaries here in the UK asking for money. So I'll read what they've put out here so far. For the attention of banned secretaries, there is no doubt that this has been a difficult year for many if not all of us, and it looks like it's not over yet. The loss of our five major championships clearly has had a major effect on the financial position of the association. However, we have managed to keep going by attracting some funding by tightly tightly managing our costs, including placing our headquarters staff on furlough since the 1st of April. Ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we would argue that you didn't put your staff on furlough, the UK government did. And the UK government, so far from the 1st of April, have been paying RSPBA staff wages. Now, we did say this at the time, that whenever staff were going on furlough, that this could possibly be a saving for RSPBA. And would be quite a welcome thing for RSPBA. Because the government, essentially, would pay the wages of the staff. So that won't come out of the RSPBA coffers. So would buy them some time, hopefully, in order for them to find some sort of a source of revenue. And uh, like we've seen in all press articles and everything, we were told, everything's fine. Yeah, staff are on furlough. That's grand. We've got loads of money there. Nothing to see here. Everything's great. Well, reading that first paragraph there, you're kind of being set up for a fall here, I think. So, reading the rest of it. At this point in time, we are still hopeful of a season of some sort next year. But at present, we do not yet know what that will look like. However, as in previous years, we need to start preparing now for the coming season. We've already had discussions with some of our current promoters and are arranging to speak to the remainder shortly. To have their challenges, as it is likely, that there will still be some restrictions in place for mass gatherings next year, as well as a number of specific and detailed guidelines that will need to be followed. So, RSPBA are now looking towards 2021. They've told us that the dates for the majors are in the books. They're happening. So, this is them telling us now that they're going to start their preparatory work. They're going to start the ball rolling with these things. Now, we've heard various different rumours and stuff from various different council areas in Scotland and here in Northern Ireland that perhaps these events won't go ahead. Um, Obviously, we don't know. This is unconfirmed. It is rumoured. But obviously now seeing that RSPBA are kind of strapped for cash, I dare say some of these council areas 
and jurisdictions like that will also be quite strapped for cash themselves. Will they'll be able to throw two hundred grand at a to throw a piping event when they have all sorts of other things to take care of, you know, all their financial priorities? Difficult to know. Reading on. As there are a number of administration and financial tasks to be undertaken, as well as preparing the various schedules and allocations for next season, it is our intention to bring our staff back, albeit on reduced hours, from the 1st of November, when the government's current job retention scheme comes to an end. Now, ourselves in the Big Rab Show again would... Yeah, we would throw caution on that one because um, the RSPBA are not deciding to bring their staff back. The government are deciding to end the job retention scheme. So the RSPBA have no other choice. You either bring your staff back or you give them their P45 and you say, that's it, there's no job here for you. So RSPBA are deciding, bring the staff back. And, yeah, on reduced hours. So, in other words, the full-time members of staff that would have been there on Washington Street are now working part-time. So, on reduced wages, I dare say, as well. So, however, where feasible, we will be asking the staff to work from home in line with current government guidelines. So, that's nice. So, that's good. So, their new fancy refurbished headquarters with all the new technology that was put in for the admin staff to use won't be used because these staff will now be working from home. Moving on, uh, through the next paragraph, it says, Throughout the period from the 1st of April, we will still need, we still need to meet the general overheads and running costs, as well as the balance of staff costs which fell outside of the furlough scheme. And from the 1st of November, we will see these costs increase further because they're bringing their staff back. Get it? Moving on, so say as a result, the board have agreed to keep the band registration fees the same as last year, if paid before the 30th of November. And then they give a list of what the fees are. Now, the standard fee for a UK band will be £210. For a UK novice band, it'll be about £190. You may as well say 200 because whenever you add to, whenever you add your VAT in and everything, that's what it is. So, now some local UK branches have themselves decided to suspend the fees and everything, and that's a thing, but that won't help. The RSPBA are saying themselves that they need cash, they need money. Uh, so, in closing, their paragraph says, We hope that you understand the need to support your association through the payment of these registration fees in order that we can continue to function as an organisation. Support and administer the membership of the bands and our volunteers and prepare to run the next five major championships in 2021 and beyond. And then they provide you with a link to send your band fees. Now, this got everyone in such a fluster. I have never seen quite a reaction like this other than the time that RSPBA told us we weren't allowed to live stream. And that was all sorts of chaos and we were at the forefront of that. <laughs> that was insane. Um, well, this has had equal measure of a reaction in the bagpiping world, I feel. There are those out there who are sympathetic to RSPBA. Let's not get it twisted. Not everybody's angry here. Everyone out there does have differing opinions. And we will find that in this week's weekly drones that we've received. There are people out there who are sympathetic to RSPBA. And they're asking people out there, saying, yes, it's been difficult. 
And when you consider that the band fee is 210 quid plus VAT for a UK band, that does work out if a band of about 20 members or so, give or take, it's about a tenner a head. Now, yeah, in light of things where bands haven't been able to hit the competitive field at all this past season, a lot of bands are finding themselves with an extremely reduced membership. A lot of bands are finding players just don't want to play anymore. They've got that free time back and are no longer interested in hitting the, the, the circle and trying to win a prize. And also, bands out there are in dire financial trouble. There's a serious amount of bands out there that are deep in the red and are finding themselves possibly insolvent. And here's the RSPBA coming and asking for fees. Bands currently cannot fundraise. They can't run events like bake sales, car washes, uh, concerts and gigs like bands normally would. Um, Because, thank you, global pandemic, none of that's been possible. So bands don't have an income. And RSPBA don't have an income. So who loses here? It's been such a difficult egg to crack, I suppose. But guys, I am now going to throw the door open for this week's Weekly Drone. Now, before we get into Weekly Drone, as soon as I smack my microphone, as soon as we get into Weekly Drone, I want you guys to remember our catchphrase. All right, what's our catchphrase? Draw your own conclusion. Well, each time now, on the Big Rab Show podcast, I did ask you guys to make me a jingle, but nobody made me a jingle, and I'm rubbish at making them. So, every time we have draw your own conclusion on this show, this will happen. There you go. We got one of those party things. What do you call them? Party hooters? <laughs> yeah, one of those. So every time we have a draw your own conclusion, we're going to throw a party. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I'm blowing that right now is because I want you to go to RSPBA's website. All right? RSPBA.org. Read the statement that talks about the 2021 band fees. That does go into more detail there than what I presented. Uh, but... Yeah, draw your own conclusions. <laughs> uh, I can just about blow on this thing. All right, so, yes, let's get into this week's Weekly Drone. Now, like I said, there is a mixture of them. And, uh, yeah, let's start with this one. The Weekly Drone. Hi Rab Show. I'm a little bit peeved at the recent news stories surrounding the band registrations for 2021, and as usual it seems it may become a tit-for-tat match between headquarters and the, let's just call them the others. Firstly, it is important to distinguish what the registration is for. My understanding was that you pay to register your band as a member, and with that you get all the things a member is entitled to. Namely, the right to take part in any RSPBA activity, such as contests, and also the right to attend and speak at any meeting of the members. The money raised from the registration goes to pay for the ongoing support and governance costs that HQ incurs to maintain the organisation. Seems simple enough, and no one should have any issues with that. However... Number 1. I note that there were no contests in 2020 due to COVID-19, and that's understandable. 
can't blame anyone in the piping world for this pandemic. Number two, I note that the meeting of the members, which was scheduled to take place in March 2020, was postponed. Again, due to regulations surrounding COVID-19. And again, no blame on anyone for that. The make-do online voting thing that the board employed in June, though, was advertised as purely functional to comply with the relevant legal requirements. Therefore, the proposed changes to the standing orders and rules and articles of association will not be considered at this time. Again, not arguing with this. But what in fact happened was that the board actually did hold an AGM online in June. They didn't invite the members to take part. As was evidenced in their precis report of the 89th Annual General Meeting, which was published a week later on the website, was that they did hold the AGM fully online in June, but only invited one band from each branch to be present. You'd think this was amicable, if it wasn't for the apparent bias of those bands selected, many of which have connections to directors, branch officials or music board reps. Effectively, this looks, on the face of it, like only yes people were selected to ensure that there were no hard questions to answer, and no one present would blindside the directors for answers to questions that we're all waiting to hear about, which have been carefully engineered to fall off. Let it be a warning to the board, you will have to answer these questions eventually, whether you like it or not. There we have it. So what did member bands get for the £252 fee paid last November? A year of nothing. A year of despair. A year of HQ avoiding answering very real pressing questions on the financial stability of the organisation. And yes, we were asking about this long before Covid. A year of not one note played on a contest field, and an increasing likelihood of the same for 2021. But also a year that finishes off with the same despair, the same financial instabilities, and the increasing mistrust of the current board of directors to be fiscally responsible for the mess they created when they blew all the money, and more, in one go, on a building that we own. But yet now they want us to pay to use it. I mean, what the f***? Covid has its challenges, and is detrimental to the finances. But then again, the finances were bad long before Covid, and the accounts signed off in December 2019 prove that. No amount of bluster from Messrs Hughes and Embleton, nor the HQ-approved, carefully worded propaganda from Piping Press, will change what is simply factual. Member bands, I urge you to think for yourselves for once. Go and read the news articles. Go read the update posts. Impress on your elected officials for information. And then join the dots. And I'm sure you'll find the web of mismanagement and fiscal incompetence that has went on for too long. The first object at Article 4 of the Association should be promoted again, more than ever. RSPBA, the heart of the pipe band world? Nonsense. Bands, at the heart of the pipe band world. 
The dictatorship management and gravy train must stop now. Only the bands are losing out. COVID-19 won't bring down the organisation. It may simply expose what was already going on in the background. And maybe member bands won't be so afraid to speak up now. (laughs) Oh, weekly droner. Wow. Yeah, I think you hit quite a lot of nails on the head there. And I think that does reflect a lot of the feeling out there in the piping world. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of very angry folks, I'm sure, will be nodding their head furiously listening to that. But again, draw your own conclusions. Moving on, we have another Weekly Drawn. The Weekly Drawn. Dues are only £210 for a band. Most bands must have at least 20 members, little over £10 each for a year subscription, and around 15 contests, if they take place. For the survival of their association, I think this is a small price to pay. The association belongs to the bands... If they want change, go and vote at the meetings. Yeah, indeed. Go and vote at the meetings. And that's what you pay your fees for. So you can go attend these meetings and be a part of things. So, yeah, again, food for thought. That one actually seemed to be in support of RSPBA. But, again, draw your own conclusions. (laughs) Moving on for a next weekly drone. The delusional RSPBA. I find it curious, then humorous, and finally incendiary how the RSPBA has their hands out yet again. First their financial debacle in the handling of the headquarters remodel, then on to the use for fee access to said facility, the recommendations from a third party to operate in a more transparent and good faith way, the obtuse and almost secretive operations of their AGMs, and now the condescending and impersonal request for band membership fees, placing the responsibility for their mismanagement on the members themselves. If all of this was fiction, it would be comical. But it is very much fact. I feel the RSPBA has collectively been dropped on its head one too many times, and are oblivious to their own failures. What precisely is the answer? I'm not quite sure. But perhaps a complete and utter boycott of their bailout fee request is precisely what is needed in order to usher in a new oversight committee or maybe even an entirely new organisation. One that is driven by love of the music and not by greed or status. Ah, yes indeed. That actually has been suggested quite a lot online about the possible establishment of a brand new association. Folks are saying that this could be an opportunity to let the old association die away and perhaps could see an open door for the establishment of something new entirely. Quite an interesting uh, weekly drone there, I'm sure you will agree. But again, uh, yeah, whether you agree or disagree, it is what it is and you guys can draw your own conclusions. I'm enjoying that way too much. Uh, But honestly, yeah, all really valid points there, I think. And again, it has been quite reflective of what I'm seeing online with a lot of the commentary and stuff. Uh, But we're not done. We do have yet more weekly drones. Folk have been moaning about the fact that RSPBA have requested payment for bans in 2019. The season that kind of wasn't. 
and 2020. Of course they will. Any organisation that has staff, real estate, needs to have money coming in or it'll go bust. Personally, I feel those that are moaning are jumping on other folks' opinions because they clearly can't think for themselves. The RSPBA is still working in the background. The Pipe Band College is still working in the background. The various groups are working in the background. Just because your local branch looks like it's doing nothing doesn't mean it's doing nothing. It might just mean that those that are involved are not passing on the info to bands. You know how to resolve that? Get involved with your local branch. Get the info at meetings. Get involved supporting your branch, which, in turn, means that the association gets your support. Many have a chip on their shoulder about the powers that be. The old guard is slowly going out of the RSPBA. Bad-mouthing and international news sites thinking they know better is not going to help matters. The bands get votes at the association AGM. Pay your fees, have your voices heard. If you have questions, ask your local branch or director. They are there for you. As hard as it is to realise, the RSPBA is run by humans too. Real people. Mistakes are made. Folk will never be happy with every decision and there will always be the conspiracy theories. Have you ever thought that it's just a coincidence? Sorry to drone on, but I hate the BS that I see on socials from the keyboard warriors. Actually, more like keyboard trolls. Oh, indeed. Shots fired there. Keyboard trolls. Oh, now I have to respectfully disagree with one of your points on there, Weekly Droner. Uh, You did say that if you have questions, then to bring it to your local branch and ask the questions and stuff. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we've asked so many questions on so many different topics. And we're still waiting on answers. And those questions were asked around this time last year. Um, Whenever we were being told we're being promised for AGM, the publication of any, you know... Uh, financial dealings, we were going to get a full set of accounts. We were also going to see how the whole tender process worked out with the redevelopment of the headquarters. So we knew that nothing shifty was going on. But nothing. We haven't seen any of that. So questions have been asked, but we've got zero answers. So, but yes, I do take your point. You know, if people do want to affect change, then that's how you do it. You become involved. You attend meetings. You cast your votes. And that's how things change. That's how it happens. And that's how it happens currently. Um, so, interesting thoughts there from Weekly Droner. Even though I do respectfully dis- disagree on one or one particular point about the a- answering of questions, but that's just my experience. I've been working in the media, as you do. But we are still not done. And with that last one, of course, you guys can always draw your own conclusions. <laughs> Moving on. And this is the last of this week's Weekly Drone. The Weekly Drone. It's mid-October. And the RSPBA's beg and bowl is out, just four months after Ian Ambleton gave his personal assurance to the world that the RSPBA was financially secure and in a strong financial position for the winter and 2021. The association remains in a healthy position financially, Ambleton said in an interview whilst apparently on furlough leave. Why is what he said then being contradicted now? 
by the board of directors, who have essentially said that the organisation cannot continue to function unless we pay next year's fees. Despite his best efforts at keeping up appearances, Embleton's RSPBA is dying a slow, self-inflicted death on his watch due to their financial mismanagement and incompetent decision-making. Perhaps it's beyond recovery at this point, but there's a slim chance left for it to survive if bands are prepared to use their fees as leverage to remove those in charge who emptied the reserve funds and are responsible for the current financial situation. Be prepared to pay the fees, but make that payment conditional upon the current management resigning on block to make way for qualified individuals in the membership who can work together to try and stop the continuing decline, if it's not too late. This can only happen if the management wakes up and realise that if they won't stand down, then they will be left to pound sand for the fees. And what will be, will be. The RSPBA management's failure to provide any events or even an AGM to all members for the fees it received has forced bands to adapt and move on without them. And only good can and will come from all that initiative, creativity and community spirit that we've seen this year. If anything, 2020 has proved that pipe bands are resilient and more than capable of surviving and prospering without the RSPBA's arrogant, blunder-prone leadership holding them to ransom and bleeding them dry. The Weakling Drone Indeed, thank you, Weekly Droner. And yes, again, that would reflect quite a lot of opinion that I've seen online. You know, a lot of social media commentary and stuff, lots of tweets and lots of... Basically, that kind of reflected a lot of what we received, which is why we wanted to finish on that one. And um, yeah, this kind of is the feeling for most folks in the piping world is that the global pandemic has seen all of us as a piping community garner together and trying to help support each other. Ourselves in the Big Rab Show, of course, we've had no piping season to talk about, but yet we have been kind of a focus for a lot of people uh, who are still trying to keep themselves involved in the piping scene. And so, yeah, we do what we can to keep people connected, you know, and we try and bring you the news stories each and every week. And that's what we found. And if anything, that the piping world have gathered together and helped support each other, but things like this have only really succeeded in, you know, tearing us apart. Because we do have such polar opposite opinions. Like you've just heard on this week's Weekly Drone, we've had some droners saying, you know, come on, let's help support your RSPBA. The fees aren't that much. They need the money and all the rest. But we've also had some Weekly Drones just absolutely tearing them to shreds, saying that there's been too many mistakes made, and too many lies, and just... Come on, what's the story here? You're now asking for more money, even though you've spent over a million quid when we told you not to? <laughs> yeah, so any wonder people are getting frustrated and getting angry, and any wonder that some people are also digging their heels in and trying to support and keep our association afloat. So I can definitely see both arguments here. 
And one thing I really want to confirm with all of you guys is that all of these opinions expressed on the Weekly Drone are not that of the Big Rab Show. They are those of you guys. And that's why we love this feature, uh, because it really does give you guys an open microphone for you to say freely what you want to say. And uh, so, yeah, may we, we don't share all the views that are you know expressed on Weekly Drone. There's some we agree, some we disagree. Uh, so, but yeah, we present it here on the Big Rab Show, warts and all. So you guys can <laughs> draw your own conclusion. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, do you know what? I just wanted to blow that thing again. Set it down, Rab. So yeah, guys, honestly, do your own research on this. Do draw your own conclusions. Seriously, do look into this topic area and give it some thought. I do know there are a lot of bands out there, especially in the UK, who are really seriously considering this and whether they should actually pay fees or not for this incoming year. The very fact that bands are being asked to pay fees and not have the promise of a potential season, bands are actually thinking, well, why bother? Why pay 200-odd quid when we don't have any money in the bank? And if we pay the fee, then will we actually get a season will we be able to go out on the grass and compete i don't know about you guys but a lot of bands out there are like i said in financial trouble and paying band fees of you know 230 quid or whatever it is that's quite a chump of money that that's not small change you know you don't just like reach in the, behind your sofa and find 200 odd quid sitting that's quite a lot of money and for bands to make that investment they really need to consider what do you get for your money. Whenever you consider that bands do pay their fees religiously every year, and a lot of bands don't take advantage of what those fees get them. Bands folk think that you pay your band fees, that registers you for another year, and you get to compete. And that's part of it. But what you also get as part of your registration fee is you get the right to attend RSPBA meetings. Yeah, now we've been stressing that on the Big Rab Show for a long time, that you have this right, you have a band representative, if you're a registered RSPBA band, you have a representative that can go cast votes and let your voice be heard. But so many bands don't bother. They pay the registration fee and just think, ah, that's us registered, we can go and compete for another year. Yes, you can, you can go and compete another year, that's great. But you can also go and affect change. And if you're not happy with things, you can go to these meetings and get involved. 2020 has been an awful year. I have to stress that. And bands have paid registration fees for 2020. And whenever you consider that bands have already paid money, that's gone. It hasn't been refunded. It's been spent. And you ain't getting it back. And you're not getting a competition season. And as we've reported here previously on the Big Rab Show, you're also not getting access to AGMs or meetings. Because these are being held by directors on the likes of Zoom or being held online. Bands aren't invited to these. And if they are, they aren't getting involved. In fact, most of the, is it the precus or the precis, or I can't pronounce that word, but a lot of the minutes that are being published from meetings that are being held by RSPBA are all from the board of directors, with no representatives from any bands being in attendance. As far as I'm aware, the AGM was cancelled this year, Thanks to COVID-19, we knew that. The AGM was then rescheduled and, yeah, was held online as a result. But bands were still frozen out of that. 
process. They were asked to submit their questions for prior approval. And if your question was approved, then it might get answered. As far as any voting in that was concerned, that all had to be carried out beforehand through a regulated system that was brought in. All extremely complicated and a bit of a way to kind of freeze bands out of things. Whenever bands should be attending these meetings and exercising their their right for a vote and a voice, that hasn't happened in 2020. And bands are now obviously, understandably, sceptical whenever it comes to paying their fees again for 2021. Again, they pay their fees. Will they have a season, number one? And number two, will they have access to the meetings and having their questions answered and their voice heard? That remains to be seen. Because if 2020 is anything to go by, the answer so far would be no. So why are you paying your fees? And that's raised a big question with a lot of folks. And this is why this news story is absolutely so huge and why we've dedicated so much time to it on this week's Rab Show. Yes, we're thundering towards episode 200. And yes, the piping world really needs buoyed up at this stage rather than trying to break it down. We don't feel we're breaking it down. Ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we want to have the conversation. That's why we've introduced this section called the Weekly Drone. And we want you guys seriously to consider the future of the piping world, especially now in the wake of a global pandemic. Parts of the world are starting to come out of it now and we're starting to see little glimpses of hope. Considered looking at New Zealand and Australia, bands are starting to group together and play again. As for here in the UK, that looks to be quite a distant dream. So... Yeah, do you pay your fees in the hope that we have a season or do you not pay your fees? Save your money and perhaps look towards 2022 or the year after. And even at that, if you don't pay your fees for this incoming year and decide to re-register again a couple of years down the line, will you have back fees to pay? That's a topic possibly for another day. Guys, I have to say at this point, I want to thank all of our weekly droners We don't have any of your names, so we can't thank you personally. (laughs) But that's the beauty of this segment. It's completely anonymous. And if you guys out there have an opinion on this, and I dare say there'll be a lot of you, then definitely get your emails into us. Either bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email. Or, of course, you can go along to our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And that's where you can go and submit your weekly drone completely anonymous. And yeah, you can let us know your opinions, warts and all, bio. So, guys, I hope this makes sense. It is quite a complicated story because it's one that's been rattling on for well over 12 months now. Since the whole debacle with the redevelopment of RSPBA headquarters and everyone having their financial concerns. And then things just seem to have gone from bad to global pandemic to absolutely terrible to where we are right now. And... uh What does the future hold for competitive piping and drumming at this stage? Who knows? Who knows? What will happen if RSPBA don't get enough money to keep them afloat through 2021? What will happen if bands don't pay their fees and decide to boycott the whole thing? What happens to RSPBA? Will the whole thing fold? Will something else come in its place? Or will the total opposite of all of this happen? And every band will pay their fee. And... Yeah, essentially bail the RSPBA out of what is quite a dire financial situation. And our RSPBA can keep the wheels turning. And we'll hopefully be back on the grass again for the first major championship of the season. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. 
But as the story developed, guys, of course, ourselves in the Big Rab Show will be all over it like a rash. And we'll be telling you guys each and every step of the way exactly what the developments are. So, if you have felt so moved about anything that we've said on this week's show in regard to this story or any of our weekly droners for that matter, then definitely get in contact with us. That you can check us out, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Now, again, with everything that we've just said, you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> All right, I think at this point, I want to get into something a little bit lighter. Uh, well, yeah, I want to first of all, I want to give a shout out to the good folks on TikTok. Actually, I've been really enjoying myself over there on TikTok. I don't know if you guys follow me or not over there. You can do. Uh, you can just check me out, Rab Lennox, over there. Not hard to find over there on TikTok. And over there, this last while, I've been uploading little drumming videos. I've got the pad and sticks out, and I'm playing like four four marches, three fours, and six eights and stuff, just for the crack. And what I've found is that a load of pipers on TikTok are joining in. They're actually playing along with me, and they're uploading the videos. So you have me playing the drums beside at one side, and you have Pipers playing next to me, which is brilliant. So I have to give a shout-out to some of the Pipers who joined in, actually. Shout-out to PiperGirl91. Go on, PiperGirl! And also to the Katawa Bab Piper. I can't pronounce these names, man. So, yeah, thank you to the Katawa Bath Piper. <laughs> and also uh, to Stuart as well, who's been joining in as well. So Piper Stew, of course, from the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. He's on there, Piper.Stew. Now, there's a lot of drummers, pipers, and even drum majors, actually, on TikTok who are going to be joining in uh, because I was playing 6-8 marches, 3-4, 4-4 marches and stuff, and a lot of pipers have joined in playing various tunes. And uh, so, yeah, even some drum majors said, hey, that's a 6-8, I could, I could flourish to that. I'll do a wee TikTok and film it and put it up and you guys could see it. So, awesomeness. So, yeah, having a lot of fun on TikTok recently. Doing a lot of, uh, yeah, piping and drumming over there. Bringing some piping and drumming to TikTok, which normally isn't full of piping and drumming. It's full of wee girls jumping about in bikinis, dancing to things. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. But I think at this point also, I wanted to bring a, another feature to the show. Uh, well, this is stuff that Rab is listening to. Now, I do feel that this is something we can bring every week, and we do hope that we introduce you guys to some brand new music. I want to give a shout this week to a band called Manran. Now, if you haven't heard of Manran, again, where have you been? But again, they're celebrating an anniversary of being involved in the Celtic and folk music scene. And uh, yeah, they're celebrating... With a 10 year anniversary birthday party show at the Glasgow Barrowlands. Yes, now this is all sorts of awesome because it's going to be live streamed worldwide so you guys can tune in and watch Manran do their thing. Now, obviously, they wanted it to do it in front of a live audience. That can't happen, but they're going to live stream the whole thing online for you guys to tune in and watch. Now, you can go and check out their website, manran.co.uk, and grab your tickets for it. And, uh, yeah, once you've paid your donation and stuff, you get the link, and you can go and tune in and watch it on November 14th. So, yeah, I figured I've been listening to a lot of Manran this past week. So, yeah, here's a bit of Manran.
good. So that was a little bit of Man Ran there. Now, you can go and look them up on Spotify and iTunes, all that usual kind of stuff where you can go and download their music. Uh, they're spelled the way it said, M-A-N-R-A-N, Man Ran, all one word. So, yeah, do consider going checking out their website, manran.co.uk, where they're going to be celebrating their 10-year anniversary party at the Glasgow Barrowland Ballroom, and that's going to be live-streamed worldwide on the 14th of November. So, for those interested, that was a track called Parallels, actually, from their album, The Two Days. Excellent stuff. So, I, yeah, I've been a little bit of a fan of Man Ran over this last ten years, I'm not going to lie. And uh, So, yeah, very, very cool music coming from the guys at Man Ran. I'm really looking forward to their live show. There you go. So, hope I've introduced you to some new tunes. Alright, I think it's at this point of the show I'm going to take a very quick break, first of all. And then we're going to get into some actual bagpiping news, I feel. So, yeah... It's time for me to go and take a little comfort break after all of the drama. (laughs) And I'll be right back. McClellan Bagpipes. From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan. From Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making. Using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Aha, yes indeed, welcome back. And yeah, I say welcome back, you didn't go anywhere, did you? I did. (laughs) I'm back, I should say. Yeah, needed a bit of a breather after quite a heavy topic there. So, yeah, hope you guys all managed to shake off all the drama. And let's get into some actual piping news from what happened this past week. Yes. Now, this week, I want to give a shout, actually, to Ed Best. Go on, Ed Best! Yeah, Ed, who used to be my lead tipper there at North Texas. Uh, Of course, you guys all know who Ed Best is. And you do know that he's partial to the odd little glass of red wine. Well, Ed has actually took his passion for red wine and turned it into something quite cool. He's actually started a YouTube channel called the Anti-Wine Snob Channel. And, um, it's awesome. (laughs) It's so good. It's Ed Best not talking about piping, not talking about drumming, but talking all about wine. And there's nothing about wine that Ed Best doesn't know. And one of the things he puts out there at the very outset, the whole premise behind his YouTube channel, is that there is no wine snobbery allowed. And that's why it's called the anti-wine snob. Now, what he means by that is, we don't want people here saying, oh, you have to drink the most expensive bottle of wine and that's it. No, if you enjoy the four-pound bottle of plunk that you can get at your local, you know, (laughs) at your local Tesco's or whatever, then enjoy it. And that's the whole point. So, yeah, go and check out Ed's brand new channel, the Anti-Wine Snob channel. Very excited. I've actually ca- I've caught the, the introduction trailer and everything, and it does look like a lot of fun. So, yeah, shout out to Ed Best, who's putting up the sticks for a little while and indulging in some YouTube wine drinking. So, good luck to you, Ed. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> All right. Now, also, when we're talking about shout outs, I have to give a shout this week to the British Drum Company. Now, dear British Drum Company, my name is Rab. I present the Big Rab Show podcast. You might have heard of me. Uh, Can you guys just stop it? Just stop it already. For goodness sake. The guys at the British Drum Company are... uh, I've said this before. 
They are the kings of the production of what I call drum pornography. <laughs> this past week, the guys at the British Drum Co. have just been ridiculous. I don't know what it is, but I have been glued to their feed on Instagram, on and all their social medias. They've act- they released a photograph of a drum that I have been dribbling over since they've released it. Have you seen the Tiger Tobacco Burst? Ooh, this thing looks amazing. It's like a orangey, very warm coloured wood with stripes going through it. Looks incredible. It also has an antique copper X-frame. So it has antique copper hardware with black hoops on it. Oh my god, this thing is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, they're selling these things. So you guys go and check it out and you've been warned... You're going to spend hours and hours staring at the sheer volume of finishes that the British Drum Co. have at the moment. And you can pick out your favourite. I do have my own. I have my own personal favourites. I have to say Scott Curry's bass drum that he got was absolutely incredible. But then again, I would say that because black and red is the colours of the Big Rab Show. That's our colours. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this new drum, the Tobacco Burst one, the Tiger... Oh, oh. But yeah, British Drum Co., if you're listening, knock it off. (laughs) Stop it. Because I'm getting absolutely no work done through the day. I'm just sitting there on social media drooling over drums going, Whoa, look at that. Look at the hardware. Class. So yeah, drummers, be prepared. Go and check out the British Drum Co. and their amazing finishes. But then before you know it, it'll, yeah, five hours would have passed and your missus is shouting at you, You still looking at drums? Knock it off. Yeah, that's like my missus. Anyway, rolling on to the next news story. British Drum Co. Knock it off. Okay, stop it. (laughs) I'm going to get some hate mail now from British Drum Co. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, I have to give a mention to the Robert Malcolm Memorial Pipe Band. Yes, now they're actually putting an open call uh, out for new members. They put an advert on their social media there on October 19th saying, Are your kids looking for something new to try this fall? Or as we say here in the UK, Autumn. Uh, What about bagpipes or drums? The Robert Malcolm Memorial Pipe Band has classes starting now for everyone interested, age 6 to 16. Lessons are currently available online, so you don't even have to go out into the cold or all of that. You don't even have to go in person to Burnaby Campus and Simon Fraser University. So if you do want to become involved... With the Robert Malcolm Memorial Pipe Band, now's your opportunity. You can go and take all of these online lessons. Now, you guys know the Robert Malcolm Memorial Pipe Band is simply an incredible band, and we've talked about them many times on the podcast before. And you do also know that they are a feeder system for the mighty SFU. So, you know, if you excel at the RMM, you could end up in the SFU. So there you go. If you are interested, of course, you can contact them through their social media and, yeah, take advantage of this, you know. Uh, online classes for such things as this with some world-class, world-champion tutors, then go and take advantage of it. So, yeah, if they're interested in anyone aged 6 to 16 from total beginner all the way up through advanced, so definitely get in contact with them. There you are. A very cool opportunity. Hmm. All right, this week, the Big Rab Show, we actually received some uh, bad news, unfortunately. The Atlanta Pipe Band announced on their social media there on the 19th of October that they had to announce the passing of former drummer Chuck McKissick. Now, Chuck was a member of the Atlanta Pipe Band for many years and was a regular feature in the circle with the band 
from the Atlanta Pipe Band. So, yeah, I just want to send all of our sincere condolences from ourselves here on the Big Rab Show to all of, uh, yeah, Chuck's family, of course, Kathy, and all of the close family and friends and bandmates, of course, from Atlanta Pipe Band. Yeah, Chuck will be sorely missed, sir. Sincere condolences. Moving on to the next news story, uh, we have a little bit of a news release that was uh, announced by the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School. Yeah, now this one came as a little bit of a surprise to ourselves. Uh, I have to say a massive congratulations to Mervyn Hempton, who's been awarded an MBE. Yeah, which was a member of the British Empire. So Mervyn Hempton, the reason why I'm giving him a shout is because he's chairman of the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School. So he's been awarded in the Queen's Birthday Honours list of 2020. He's now going to be Mervyn Hempton, MBE. Now, he's getting this for his services to the economy in Northern Ireland because Mervyn, obviously, is quite a prestigious businessman as well as being, yeah, <laughs> he's in charge of the piping and drumming school. So, yeah, he's a, a master of many things, I should say. And from all of us here, we want to say a very heartfelt congratulations, Mervyn. Well deserved. So, Mervyn Hampton, MBE, congratulations. So, I want to give a mention this week then, of course, to Graham Harris. Now, Graham also is a good friend of the show, and we've had him on the show many times before. We've also had him on BBC show Kintra, uh, talking about a lot of interesting projects that he's been involved in. Well, Graham's uh, piping collection, the, the Harris Piping Christmas collection, we have spoke about it before here in the Rab Show. Uh, well, he's now saying that they're now fully back in stock and ready for Christmas. Not just volume one, however, there's now two volumes available. They're £10 each, and £2 of each purchase will go towards the Northern Ireland children to Lapland for a day. Yeah, so what an incredible charity. So, if you are interested, you can go along and visit Harris Piping, of course, on social media, or you can look at the uh, music service for pipes and drums forward slash shop. Uh, yeah, but they have copies available. Plus, you can get it on Amazon as well. So, on that book, we've actually, I've actually seen the book myself. It has, you know, like Jingle Bells, Silent Night, Merry Christmas, you know, all these kind of Christmassy tunes that you would normally be singing or perform but but never really normally on a set of pipes so these have been transposed for highland pipes so you guys can go and play them at your leisure so quite a cool book quite an interesting collection of tunes as well so if your band wants to play a full set of jingle bells or good king wenseless or stuff like that frosty the snowman well you know the christmasy stuff I know it's not even Halloween yet, but here I am talking about Christmas. So, yeah, consider going over there, checking it out on Amazon. The Harris Piping Christmas Collection. It's going to be worth picking up, even when you consider money from that goes to charity. So why not? All right. Moving on. The Glenfiddich, of course, is just around the corner. Yes. Next week, the 30th. In fact, is it the 30th? When is it? No, Saturday, Saturday, 31st. My goodness, can't even tell what day it is. On the 31st, then, the Glenfiddich Championship opens its doors, and we'll possibly talk about it more on next week's podcast, of course, as we roll into the Glenfiddich. But, um, yeah, if you haven't got tickets for it yet, they are still available. You can go and grab them. You can go and watch the entire thing online, thanks to the Piping Centre. So go along to thepipingcentre.co.uk, grab tickets for it, and you'll also be entered into a free prize draw to win yourself a set of RG Hardy pipes. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, But if you haven't got tickets for it yet or got access to the link, it gets 15 quid uh, for the access to the link. But honestly, that's cheap at twice the price because you'll be entertained all day by some of the masters of the piping game. Definitely going to be worth getting that. So, yeah, I'll talk more about that next week. But what I want to talk about this week, of course, about Glenfiddich, is I want to give a shout to Bruce Gandhi. 
Bruce Gandy actually has started, uh, well, a little bit of a YouTube series. If you haven't been following Bruce Gandy over there on YouTube, this last while, over this last number of months, Bruce has been preparing for the Glenfiddich. He's been preparing at home, learning all of his appropriate tunes that he has to learn, all of his Peabrook, all of his MSRs. He's been learning them at home and performing them online on YouTube and uploading them so we can all enjoy them. Now, obviously, he's doing this for himself so he can be critical of his own playing, but ourselves, as piping fans, we can tune in and, hey, it's Bruce Gandy. Come on, for goodness sake. So, yeah, go and check out Bruce. Actually, he's uploading a little bit of a web series uh, where he details his journey to Scotland in the first place. And he actually has to quarantine for like two two weeks or so before he can actually go or do anything. So he's been locked indoors in a house for the last 14 days. And he talks about what he's been doing over this past while through his quarantine period. He's been talking about his preparations, uh, you know, just preparing of various different chanters, how he's keeping his pipes going and, you know, just practicing every day and what he's working on and what he thinks he can improve on and different things. It's absolutely fascinating. And it's great to see, actually, because it could be quite useful for a lot of folks out there who are preparing for their own personal big competition that could be coming up. Let's face it, the Glymphitic, you can't get much bigger. But it does give you an insight how to someone like Bruce Gandy, who's, let's face it, he's a bit of a piping legend. <laughs> Come on. It's Bruce Gandy, for goodness sake. So, yeah, it's really, really fascinating to get a little bit of an insight to see how Bruce Gandy prepares for such an event like this and also to see his process, his thoughts behind everything. It's absolutely fascinating. So go and have a look at it. It's up there now on Bruce Gandy's uh, YouTube channel. We've shared out the link, of course, on the Big Rab Show uh, Facebook page. You can go and follow the link. Uh, he's calling them the road to Glenfiddich. Now, whether we'll actually see any performances from Glenfiddich itself, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but we will hopefully see a lot of practice footage and a lot of how Bruce will prepare for this. Absolutely fascinating. So I would like you to go along, check that out. And yeah, you can thank us all later. Yeah, even as a drummer, I was fascinated. Yeah, awesome. Now, of course, this upcoming weekend, registration actually closes for this on the 22nd. I'm talking about the Rhythmic Lockdown Workshop. Yes, now we've been plugging this for quite a while. You can go check them out on social media. And like I said, registration closes tomorrow when I'm recording this, the 22nd of October. Now, you're going to have Christina Hanks. You have Jordan Bailey. You have... Who else do you have involved? There's so many people. It's ridiculous. You have Reed Maxwell. You have Eric McNeil, who we're going to be talking to later. You have Stephen McWhorter. You have Stephen Crichton. You've got oh, so many incredible drummers. And I'm sure Andrew Elliott as well. There's yeah, so many people. I'm, I'm sure I've left someone out. But yeah, for drummers out there, this is the online workshop that you're going to want to sign up to this year. Honestly, it's kind of a who's who of the bagpiping world. And let's face it, if you're a ter- snare drummer, tenor drummer, bass drummer, you are going to get some expert tuition from some of the best in the world at this workshop. So definitely going to be worth getting involved in. So yeah, go and check it out. Rhythmic Lockdown Workshop. The registration does close on the 22nd. So you've been warned. If you haven't already pre-registered, then you may well be out of luck. But there you go. You've been warned. Get your name in now. Okay, I want to give a shout this week to Becky McKean. Now, Becky, yeah, is otherwise fondly known as The Machine. (laughs) Becky, The Machine. Yeah, now, Becky, you guys may not know her, or you may know her. She's the bass drummer for Preston Lodge High School. Now, Becky has actually finished her tenure at high school and has now since moved on. Now, we haven't actually heard news where Becky has moved to or if she's playing with another band. 
But I have to say, through her tenure at Preston Lodge, she has become quite, you know, part of the furniture over there at Preston Lodge High. And the guys put up a little bit of a post on social media just wishing her well now that she's parted ways with the school and finished her school career. So, yeah, whether Becky McKean would actually tick up the base with any other band, we don't know. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but, yeah, her nickname, The Machine, was given to her because uh, she just keeps going even in the face of absolute adversity. So she'll always be there with her drum strapped on, ready to go, regardless of the weather, and just shrugs it off. You know what I mean? So I, I guess that's quite a cool nickname. So Becky, the machine, McCain, <laughs> Preston Lodge Band, obviously, are going to miss you, and they wish you well. So, yeah, good luck. And wherever you end up next, and definitely let us know. We'll, we'll hope to see you on back on the grass again soon. Okay, now I wanted to give you a reminder, when we're talking about deadlines for registrations and stuff, I also want to remind you about the deadline for voting for the Big Rab Show Awards. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Big Rab Show Awards are still going and the votes are actually pouring in. Now, the deadline for your votes is the 30th of October. Yeah, the day before the Glymphitic. Uh, so October 30th at midday here in the UK, that's when voting closes now you've been warned get your votes in now if you want to help support your favorite in any of the given categories you want them to win a rab show award then the only way they'll do that is if you go and vote for them so go now thebigrabshow.com there's a big button right on the front page of the website saying cast your vote that's where you go go and cast your vote now i have to give you a little bit of a spoiler all right a little bit of a spoiler but some of the categories are neck and neck Mm, I have to say that. Some of the categories are neck and neck. We do have some joint winners in some of the categories. And one vote would swing it either way. I'll say that. Now, this is possibly some of the closest voting that we've seen in recent years in the Big Rab Show Awards. Now, again, we have received hundreds, I think well over about seven, 800, possibly even into the 900s at this point. With the voting, I didn't check it this morning, but last night it was certainly in the late 1800s, or eight, 800s, I should say, <laughs> the late 800s, and uh, yeah, votes are still continuing to come in, and when I checked it last, like I said, some of the categories are neck and neck, we don't have a clear winner, we do have a shared winner, so, like I said, one vote could swing it either way between winner and second place, so your vote does count, so yeah, if you haven't yet voted, Please do go and support your favourite in all of our associated categories. Best beard, best social media, best online band performance. They're all there. Go and check them out. TheBigRabShow.com. Go and place your votes before it all closes on the 30th. Yes. All right. Now, this past weekend, actually, the Stone Mountain Highland Games was supposed to happen. Now, we did mention it, of course, and we told you guys that it wasn't happening, it was all cancelled, thank you, COVID-19, uh, but they were hope they were bringing their champion- championship online. And as a result, they actually put out a ton of great content. Now, I mean, a lot of stuff managed to hit their YouTube channel. There was a lot of piping content, a lot of dancing, a lot of stuff that you would normally see at the festival was online, which was brilliant, I have to say. So, for those of you who are fans of the Stone Mountain Highland Games, and let's face it, who isn't, uh, now that I've been there in person, I can appreciate how quite an awesome event it is. And it was just brilliant just to be able to look back and look at all of the old footage and stuff from previous Stone Mountain Highland Games where it was not lashing with rain. 
Like last week, apart or last year, apparently last year, uh, as bands were standing there in that lashing rain, apparently we have been awarded the Order of the Rubber Duck. The Order of the Rubber Duck, according to the organisers of the Stone Mountain Highland Games, which is brilliant, by the way. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, what an awesome time I had last year. Honestly, the time of my life, and I'll never forget it. Uh, but it was just simply brilliant to be able to look back and celebrate the Stone Mountain Highland Games online. So if you are interested, you can go back and look at all of that stuff that they've managed to publish over the past weekend. So much of it there, honestly, it would take you quite a while to watch through it all. It's really enjoyable. Uh, but one that would draw your attention to is a uh, shout out to Waken District Pipe Band. Go on, the Waken District! Yeah, Waken District actually were the duty band for the 2020 virtual Stone Mountain Highland Games. And they put out something really quite awesome. And yeah, believe it or not, it features yours truly. Me! Yeah, Rab, I was part of it. Yeah, they quite kindly asked me to do a voiceover for a video that they were producing for the Stone Mountain Highland Games. And uh, of course, I jumped at it with both feet and yeah, thank you to Waken District for having me involved. Now, they played a rendition of Amazing Grace and yeah, there's some words over the top of it and I'm not going to spoil it, okay? You can go and have a look at it. Just check out Waken District's social media. Honestly, thank you so much for having me being involved in this project and the video it was an absolute honour, if I'm honest. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for choosing my own scraky, scraggly voice for talking over the top of your amazing playing. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, thank you to Waken District. Go and check it out, guys. The video that they uploaded as part of the Stone Mountain Highland Games as part of their Judy Band duties. Honestly, it was fantastic to put that all together. And quite a stirring video as well. And it does remind us of uh, us being pipers and drummers around the world of just quite how special we all are. So definitely worth going and having a look at. If you are looking for motivation, then go and check out Waken District. There you go. Yeah, and that's a special little video there. Awesome stuff. Okay, I wanted to give a shout to some brand new music. Now, you guys know I love it when new music gets produced. So, yeah, shout out to Danny Hutchison. Now, Danny, of course, has been on the show before. We've interviewed him as well, talking all about Drums and Roses and Shots and all the rest. So, it's awesome to see Danny is still furiously working hard behind the scenes and he's produced a brand new music video. Now, this is called Jim Bruce's Rake Set. <laughs> Which is absolutely brilliant. Now, Danny is performing this alongside guitarist Ron Jappy, who's quite the name in the Celtic music scene, along with uh, Callum Convoy as well on Boron. And it, honestly, guys, it's an absolutely blistering performance. There's a lot of original tunes in here by Danny. It kicks off, actually, with a tune called A Tune for Lottie, which is just a thumper, by the way. Danny, if you're listening, that tune is insane. Um, so yeah there's an absolute plethora of tunes all mixed in through that Jim Bruce's rake set if you haven't listened to it yet or even watched the video go now have a look at it it's up there on Danny Hutchison's music on his Facebook page and of course we've shared it out on the Rab Show page it's an absolute thumper and I've been playing it like a crazy person I just absolutely love it especially that first tune I don't know what it is Love that. A tune for Lottie. It's fantastic. So go and check it out. Danny Hutchison, yeah, thumping out the good tunes there. Well done, man. All right. This week, I have to give a huge shout out to fellow podcasters, the Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast. Of course, in association with Akadabui Bagpipe Specialists. Yes. Now, those guys put out a really, really exciting announcement. And uh, on the 15th of October, just had to check the date there. So... 
Yeah, they, they kind of teased it, saying you won't want to miss this announcement. And then Stephen, of course, yeah, he went live and told us all about it. And guys, what an incredible idea. If you aren't aware of this, the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast are now going to be holding an online recital challenge. Which is awesome. It's a competition featuring four of the world's leading young bagpipers. Now, these are some of the names that you wouldn't normally see involved in recitals and things like this. So it's great to see that these guys are being given such a cool opportunity. So shout out to Scott Wallace, Ross Miller, John Dew and Enora Morris. Which is absolutely amazing. Now, these guys are being asked to compete... And each will play a 20-minute recital showcasing their own creativity and their own music. Now, the event will be judged. So, yeah, we'll have bona fide judges watching this and judging it. It'll be judged by Bob Worrell, Bob Worrell and Alan Tully. Oh, my God! So, yeah, Scott Wallace, Ross Miller, John Dew and Honora Morris. This is going to be insane. Now, these guys obviously are at the forefront, the bleeding edge of creative piping and drumming in the modern age. And uh, I cannot wait to hear these guys do their recital. It's going to be amazing. So they're competing for 200 quid cash uh, for playing their most entertaining and creative performance. Now, they haven't pinned it down. Oh, you must play a Peabrook and an MSR and a hornpipe and jig. No, this is just the doors are open, guys. You go and do your thing and you've got 20 minutes. I can't wait for this. So for more information, of course, you can go and check out Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast. The whole thing will be brought to you live on Saturday, the December the 5th at 7 p.m. UK time, but you have to get tickets for it. Now, as far as your tickets and all the rest, we're still waiting in news on how to get those. There will be event uh, Eventbrite, I think, is the website they're going to be using, but I think I've yet to see the announcement of how to grab tickets for it. Uh, but I think the tickets are still going to be pretty reasonable. They talked about it in their live stream about, you know, they're not going to charge a silly amount for people to watch this. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the guys up to the line. What an incredible idea and such an interesting premise for a competition Enora Morris John Dew Ross Miller and Scott Wallace this is going to be a competition man I cannot wait for this so yeah once you've got your fill watching the Glenfiddich on the 31st then yeah you'll be able to tune into this then on Saturday 5th of December and catch all the action from that so all sorts of amazing so yeah well done to up to the line guys that's incredible Okay, I can't wait for that. I'm dead excited. All right, shout out to the African Sky Pipe Band. They put out a bit of an advert on their social media not too long ago that they're looking for a new lead tipper for their grade four band. Yeah, so if anyone out there is interested in taking up the challenge of lifting the leadership role with African Sky Pipe Band, that you can get in contact with them through their social media. There you are. Now, obviously, if you do have prior experience, then that's obviously preferred. Uh, Do you have a passion for pipe band drumming and building developing musicians? That's what their premise is. So there you go. You can come and contact them all on their social media, the African Sky Pipe Band. Looking for a new lead tipper in grade four. Now, before we get into the topic of the week, I have to give a shout to Scott Garden. Yeah, Scott Garden. Now, we've talked about uh, Scott here in the show before and about release of his new tune books and stuff. Well... Yeah, Scott is still heavily involved in online tuition. And if you are interested, there are spots available. I'm just reading through this just as I'm talking to you guys. So, yeah, spots are currently available. You can contact uh, Scott Garden on his social media. And he's offering tuition in bagpipes, whistle playing, and also in computer 
composition. Yeah, I could just about talk. So if you ever fancied putting pen to paper and writing your own stuff, then this could be quite an interesting uh, avenue for you to go down. So there you go. So go and check it out. Scott Garden, of course, on social media. He's uh, advertising his tuition services. So just contact Scott and you can, yeah, organize lessons and stuff. So very, very awesome. There you go. All right, so that's my final shout-out, and that's pretty much it for the piping news this week. If you've lasted this far in the podcast, guys, you really do deserve a medal. This week's podcast is a heavy one, (laughs) not going to lie, but a good one at the same time. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, Right, I think it's that time of the week again, where I go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and I have to say that cup of tea this week went down... So well, I nearly didn't want to come back out here to finish the podcast. (laughs) I almost feel like I've done the podcast already because I've already had a break. But, you know, I went out there and got myself a cup of tea, said hello to the kids. And then, oh, dang, I had to finish the podcast. Oh, whoops. Right, so I'm back out here again. Hello, cup of tea in my belly. Uh, So, yeah, this week's topic of the week is quite an awesome interview, actually, with Eric McNeil. Now, for those of you who don't know who Eric is, he's going to introduce himself here as part of the interview. Uh, But Eric is obviously quite involved in this uh, rhythmic lockdown workshop that's going to be coming up. Like I said, registration closes on the 22nd. So, yeah, we get to hear all about it. And, yeah, quite an exciting project it is for drummers and Eric obviously is up to his elbows at the minute with organising it and everything. So, yeah, without further ado, here's Eric McNeil. 
So welcome to the show, Mr. Eric McNeil. Eric, how are you, sir? Good, yeah, thanks very much. I appreciate you uh, having me on here. No problem at all. It's great to have you on, man, because if anything, we've been chatting to a lot of folks here in the UK, but we haven't really spoke to many in the US. Uh, so for people who aren't aware of who you are, do you want to introduce yourself, first of all? Sure. Uh, my name is Eric McNeil, and uh, I live in Dunedin, Florida, and uh, I'm currently the lead drummer for the City of Dunedin Pipe Band and uh, teach drumming full-time here in uh, the Dunedin Schools and Community Programs. Yeah, I think some people might be familiar of the band, yeah. <laughs> so uh, 2018, I have to talk about it. How was it in 2018 hearing that? Yeah, really cool. Out? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, uh, it, was a, it was a great year for us. Um, and the, the, whole, uh, the whole organization and the, and the whole program here um, the band had been building up for a, f- a few years. That was my third year in the band um, and uh, uh, having been down here. And uh, we went over to the Worlds, obviously, the previous year and uh, were encouraged by some things, but also frustrated uh, frustrated by some things. And it uh, ended up being just the right amount of uh, sort of nudging that we needed to revamp and uh, pull step things up to uh, go back in 2018 and uh, we changed our game plan a little bit to uh, um, to just the only other contest we did other than being down, uh, in the early spring uh, was uh, Maxville uh, North American Championships right before we went over uh, which was a little bit of a risk but our hope was that it was going to kind of slingshot the band forward and I think it, it did that for us in the same way that the you know, the last few majors in July and early August kind of do that for the bands over in the, in the UK. And uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty exciting the way that everything came together. And then the response back from the, from the community here when we got home is, was, uh, it's been great. And one of the things that's been really cool long-term has been the, the, uh, the effect that that had just on some of the kids in the schools and the, and the people who've been in the band in the community here for a long time, there's been, a pipe band in Dunedin for many, many years, um, but never one that was sort of playing uh, at that, you know, top grade two level of the world. And so you now have young kids who are starting off in the school program who think, oh, yeah, I can, I can, uh, I, if I keep working at this, like I've got a path towards becoming like a really top level player because the program is at that level of the world. So it's been pretty cool. That's it. So they have that incentive then, you know, to get involved yeah. with the Dunedin program. I could be a world champion someday. That's bound to be a big carrot on the end of the stick, you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's and that's that's the that's been one of the you know we didn't even really think about it at the time, but it's been a follow up, and uh, that's been great. So, can we talk about the organisation themselves? Like us here in the UK, we're familiar, obviously, with the Grade Two band. You're now Grade One, but it's not just that band. You guys like have a huge organisation. Yeah, there, there are uh, for a little town here on. Uh, in the Gulf Coast of Florida, there, uh, there are actually six pipe bands in Dunedin. Um, there's a middle school pipe band, a high school pipe band, and then four pipe bands in the city of Dunedin, a grade five band, a grade four band, uh, a grade three band, and the, the grade one band now. Um, and uh, the grade five band um, is, relative, is, is relatively new. Um, and... Uh, uh, that band, about five years old maybe now, and that band started as a as a way to get adult beginners who were interested, and actually there's quite a few snowbirds 
uh, which I don't know if you, <laughs> UK knows that uh, snowbirds are basically um, older people who live in the north uh, and they winter in Florida. So they come down oh, here okay. and yeah. in, in, in a normal <laughs> year, they, uh, as soon as the first frost comes up north, um, they're, uh, they're down here. And then when it starts to get a lot warmer here in the springtime, they're back up, uh, back up north for the summer. <laughs> uh, and actually quite a few people in this area from, from Canada and Toronto. And of course the, the Toronto Blue Jays spring training location is here in Dunedin. So we've, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. There you go. So for, for yourself, you're, you're a New Yorker. Am I right in saying that? You were lead yeah, tipper of Warren Moore Pipe Band? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in upstate New York and um, became the lead drummer for the Warren Moore Pipe Band um, as, a, as a late teenager when the band was in grade two and stayed there uh, through the 2012 uh, season. And then ended up leaving the band, uh, played in Simon Fraser University for several years at that point. Um, and then I'm, when I moved down here, um, I was still playing with uh, SFU for the next year. Uh, and then this band was kind of getting ready to uh, travel over to the Worlds in 2017. And that's when I had to uh, had to leave SFU at that point. And, uh, that's it. Dedicate your time to Dunedin. Yeah. So yeah. With, with that in mind, then, you guys obviously had a skyrocket to success. And now we've been hit with a global pandemic. <laughs> How have you guys been coping with, you know, lockdowns and all of that? Yeah, well, at the, at the, at the start, it, you know, it was, it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough. I think it's been tough on everybody. Um, we've, uh, obviously, everything was suspended here. One of the things that uh, really hit us was the Dunedin Highland Games that happen here each April is actually quite a big fundraiser event for the the local programs, uh, middle school, high school, city bands, and all the Highland dancing programs and all the education things that happen. And the, the timing of it all was particularly unlucky. We were um, full on gearing up for the, for the Highland games. And then really about two weeks um, before the games was going to happen is when everything really started to shut down and all events were canceled. And, uh, it definitely uh, hurt that organization quite a bit, the Highland Games organization, quite a bit. There's a big financial setback there. Um, obviously disappointed with uh, with everything that, you know, not being able to, missing the worlds and missing all the, the, you know, we had planned to travel back up to Ontario last summer and head over to Scotland for our first time in grade one. And so quite disappointed that uh, that, that didn't really happen. Um, but uh, once, once we, uh, once we were, you know, it was clear, like we were, everything was off and uh, we probably weren't going to get, you know, it was early April, I think it was when the RSPBA ended up coming out and formally canceled the world in the season. And it was like, okay, well, it's clear we're done. <laughs> uh, so we used that time to sort of start on uh, some music projects um, that we had planned to like get a new medley up and running this fall. Um, and we kind of just dove into that uh, back in April and started getting some ideas organized and some, and trying things out. And, um, and we've actually been able to get some new material up and running, which has been kind of cool and a fun project. Uh, and then over the summer, um, 
things relaxed, the local ordinances here kind of changed a little bit to where we were able to actually have some small group rehearsals outdoors. Um, first, just on practice instruments and eventually on bagpipes kind of, you know, spaced out outdoors um, and take advantage of, uh, of that. And uh, so we've been able to make some progress on some things. Some, you know, we certainly haven't had the haven't had a had the big band together and uh, we have several members who travel in from various parts of, of North America and they've you know no one's been able to really come down at all and uh, but we uh, we have been making progress um, little little things and just taking taking the advantage of the opportunity to where there's really no time time crunch uh, and just work on some little details and help bring some younger players along um, and uh, and try and get some, you know, new medley ideas ironed out in small groups. And I think, uh, I feel like we've, uh, like we've continued to improve the organization and the band um, will come out having improved during this time and not just remain stagnant, which is encouraging. Some weeks it's more frustrating than others where, God, you just, you know, especially over the summer where you get this sort of, uh, checklist calendar sort of in your brain about the band should sound like this in July and the band should sound like this in August. And, you know, just, just that just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a thing. Um, a, if but, anything, uh, it's encouraging though that you guys are still playing and creating music yeah, throughout all of this. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's still, uh, the weather here, I mean, it's still sunny until about eight o'clock at night here during, uh, during, the week and uh, and it's warm. It's uh, in the mid to upper 80s Fahrenheit um, every day <laughs> still. So uh, the humidity has finally started to break, but you know we're fortunate that we can pretty much rehearse outdoors all year long. Um, and so we're trying to take advantage of that kind of stuff as uh, as best we possibly can and safely navigate. Uh, you know, navigate in, uh, in all of this craziness. Indeed, yeah. So you did mention earlier that uh, Dunedin covers a number of school areas, uh, like a high school band and stuff like that. Do you guys actively recruit youngsters? And how do you keep yeah, them motivated uh, actually, in the band? Actually, uh, I'll tell you, the, the, the band, the school band music band directors are very supportive of uh, both of the programs, both at the middle school and the high school. Um, and uh, and they uh, they are very encouraging of students who come along who you know might have an interest in pipes or, or percussion that they oh you should check out the pipe band um, and uh, the the local school board has uh, Ian Donaldson and I both in to teach um, at the middle school and the high school in a in a class uh, five days a week. Um, in addition to after school rehearsals twice a week or once or twice a week, depending at middle school, high school um, with uh, with those bands. And uh, this fall, it's certainly been a little bit interesting. We haven't there's been a lot of uh, a lot of rules about woodwind instruments and what's allowed and what isn't allowed. But we have been able to have uh, some rehearsals with the with the school players outdoors. Um, uh, and obviously spaced out and face masks. And it's been, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. But that's better than, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. It, it, when it is frustrating, it's, it's still something in, uh, and we're, you know, positive about that. Um, that's it, indeed, yeah. Uh, how the whole thing grows. Yeah, so that's, and, you know, in the, the school program, part of why there's so many, play, there's so many bands here is this program's actually been in existence for, 
God, 50, 60 years. The Dunedin, wow. city yeah. of Dunedin has had a paid piping director uh, through the city um, for, I think it's about 60 years now, which is wow. wild. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So piping definitely seems to be very strong in that area for sure. Yeah. So can I ask then about yourself personally then, Eric, you've been involved in quite a lot of online tuition and stuff, a lot of different events and things that you've been involved in. Do you want to tell us about some yeah. of those? Well, uh, sure. Um, the, uh, back in the, the first thing, well, I've, I mean, as a, as a teacher, I've done some like Skype lessons and, uh, and that type of stuff uh, for years, um, and had a few, you know, several long-distance students over the years. Um, and uh, this, uh, when everything shut down in the schools here back in the springtime, um, everything in the schools moved online, and so started really doing a lot of online teaching at that point. And uh, I was actually on a on a phone call. Um, in March, when this all started to happen with, uh, with Reed Maxwell, and we were talking about what was going on and what were things like out in Vancouver and what were things like here, and uh, just got talking about upcoming teaching things that had been canceled and, uh, and some workshops that we both had planned to do that weren't going to happen, and it can't, well, why don't we try and get something going online? Uh, it was, and I thought, well, that's a great idea. And, uh, and so we ended up organizing this uh, online drumming workshop at the end of April um, called the, we called it the Rhythmic Lockdown. Um, and it was myself and Reed and uh, Stephen McWhorter on there. And we got Andrew Elliott involved on uh, tenor and uh, Christina Hanks to come and teach on the bass. And uh, we didn't really know what it was, you know, how it was going to go. And it ended up being really successful. I think, uh, I think we ended up with just over 60 students, most of whom Wow. registered in like the yeah. last couple of days <laughs> um but uh we were pretty kind of blown away by that it was the first time we'd ever done like a workshop style like big group sort of format and so it was definitely a learning experience but overall the feedback was very positive people really seemed to enjoy it and then uh over the summertime all the summer camps normally uh Normally in the summertime, I do uh, quite a bit of teaching at uh, week-long piping and drumming camps. I had a, I was supposed to do a, a camp. Um, Sandy Jones runs a runs a piping camp called the North American Academy of Piping and Drumming up in the in the mountains of uh, North Carolina every summer. And uh, so this is supposed to be my second year teaching there. And that, of course, all had to be uh, had to be shut down. And piping hot summer drummer. Uh, which is shut down as well as the uh, Invermark School in upstate New York, which was uh, canceled for this year. So all of those schools ended up moving online. So I did, uh, ended up doing three online schools uh, in July, which was a lot, <laughs> but, uh, but, in, but really interesting. And it was, it was pretty cool that the, the vibe of the, of the summer school community like when you're you know kind of came through a little bit even though it was all over a computer people were still really keen to learn and uh it was a lot of fun um which is which is really cool and then as brought up a conversation uh, after that around the time that the worlds would have been and everybody was feeling kind of sentimental and the world solos was at that point off where we got talking about we should do another one of these online workshops here this fall so uh so we are, uh, the date that the world solos would have been, uh, we're doing another 
uh, rhythmic lockdown workshop. And because it was so big last time, we've actually been able to expand the faculty and we've added Stephen Creighton on for the snare drumming faculty and uh, Jordan Bailey on for tenor drumming. So that yeah. should be should be a lot of fun and pretty cool, yeah. That's fantastic. So can people still register, register for this now or? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, registration, registration will close um, registration will close uh, it's the week of the event or something like oh, the 20th yeah. or 21st of October uh, so yeah so it was about a month uh, three three weeks or so to still sign up um, so the time of it is pretty if you're it's set up to where like um, if you're on the west coast North America you can take the class and it ends up where you're basically starting in the morning um, early in the morning, eight or nine a.m. Uh, on the Saturday, and if you're in the East Coast U.S., it ends up being kind of early afternoon. And if you're in the U.K., then it ends up being a sort of later in the day evening time frame. But it is possible actually to, to kind of span that whole geographic location and participate in the workshop, which is it's kind of cool. The last one we ended up having we had people from all over. We had uh, we had students from all over North America. Um, all over the U.S., Canada, we had some people, uh, some people from the U.K., uh, Glasgow, France. Uh, so it was, uh, oh, it was fantastic. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. That's yeah. brilliant. So if anything, Eric, that kind of answers my next question. I was going to ask you, what does the future hold for yourself? But clearly, there's a lot of online tuition in your future then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right now, um, right now, things are, uh, things are busy kind of trying to... Um, yeah, get organized with this online workshop here in the in the fall. Um, and I'm also very involved uh, in, the, in the organization in a town called the Dunedin Scottish Arts Foundation, which is I'm the president of that organization at the moment, which is basically the Highland Games Committee. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and it's the it's an organization that is a, a fundraising um, organization for all the programs in the area uh, and the two big projects that we do we do the highland games in the in the fall and we normally do a celtic festival uh celtic music and craft beer festival uh every november and uh that's been a big uh, that event has been a big project at one point back in in the spring we thought we'll just postpone the highland games and we'll do the whole thing in november yeah, uh, yeah. It seemed like a great idea back in March, um, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, that's not going to be the way that that's going to go. And we are hoping to uh, not completely have to cancel that event, um, but uh, Celtic Festival event, there's, there's no Highland Games. Um, but we are hoping to, uh, to be able to have some sort of event. Uh, yeah, small hopefully. event with some, with some small uh, with some local music, a much more scaled back event than we than we normally have. But we're sort of looking to uh, the downtown Dunedin format, where they've actually had normally they have a very busy farmers market uh, set up in downtown Dunedin on the weekends, and they have figured out how to run that outdoors, spread it all out, sort of controlled uh, pathways, arrows, you know, to help prevent cl people clustering on top of each other. And uh, we're trying to look at that model and the model that the restaurants have taken um, in downtown Dunedin. A lot of the uh, on Main Street, especially a lot of the parking on street parking has now gone away. They've gotten rid of it and they've just moved the, the restaurant 
outside to expand outdoor seating. Right, um, yes. Any restaurant who didn't have outdoor seating now has that um, because they can just go out into the parking lot. So um, that's been that's been kind of cool. And uh, and so we're trying to hope to mod to take those business practices and be able to incorporate some sort of small event just to help uh, keep things afloat here a little bit. And, uh, and then of course, we're all hoping that things are much improved um, into the new year. God bless. Well, here's, here's hoping. Yeah, so I'll wish you the best of luck with that, Eric. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Uh, so, well, before I let you go, I have some big rab show staples that we ask every guest that comes on. Uh, okay. Now, these are really difficult now, and I'll need some thought on your behalf. Uh, what, what is your favorite cheese? Cheese? Yes. <laughs> Have you got a favorite so, cheese? Yeah, I would say, hmm, good question. Um, <laughs> probably something with a little bit of spice to it. Like, a, like you can get like a spicy, like habanero cheddar, here, like I like, like the sound of that. Like, something with like some chili flakes there or something. Yeah. Yeah, something with a little bit of kick into it. And a hot nice. pepper kind of I like that. Now, also, uh, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Can I can do it. I can do it. Uh, it's not my favorite. It wouldn't be my go-to, but uh, okay. Yeah, that's the whole edible. Yeah. No, no aggressive <laughs> version. No. <laughs> And the final question then is uh, throughout all of your years of playing and drumming at the top flight and all the way through, what has been your most embarrassing moment in playing so far? One that's broadcastable, I mind you. (laughs) (laughs) Most embarrassing moment. Yeah. Have you got a moment that really makes you cringe? Yeah, there was one year when I was uh, I was I was uh, I was young, uh, newly lead drummer for the Orrin Moore Pipe Band, and we were playing at a at a local contest, um, it, which was a big contest at the time. The event doesn't even exist anymore. At the Hunter Mountain Hunter Mountain Pipe Band Contest, which is oh. in the Catskill Mountains of yeah. uh, State New York, and uh, it, was, it was a pretty big Grade Two contest at the time, and. Um, I remember we had uh, we were playing pearl drums, and we had that year we had tried uh, the the drum was new. Um, so this would have been God, early two thousands, very early two thousands, and uh, we were trying some different heads. And uh, that year, I remember had a, playing a drum, um, and we were trying to the drum sounded really good that day that I ended up playing, but it had a little tear um, at the on the top where the top snare comes into hits the head. And I thought, I'll oh, yeah. be fine. That tear has been there for weeks. <laughs> well, it wasn't fine. And uh, oh, about yeah. halfway through the performance, you could see that tear, that little line. I remember thinking it was like a little blade of grass or something. And it, and it wasn't, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was like, Oh, oh God. Oh no. So my play, I got lighter and lighter and ended up going out to the, to the side of it. And it held until like the very last note of the whole thing. And then the, the drums like, I remember thinking like, well, I, uh, I won't do that again. And uh, mistakenly, 
<laughs> even if the drum's sounding good, don't take the drum that's got the ripped head. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Eric, thank you for sharing your story with us, mate. And yeah, if anything, uh, we wish you the very best of luck. And, of course, to everyone on the uh, City of Dunedin Pipe Band, please send our best. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we, we can't Thanks, wait. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. We'll hope, uh, we'll, hope yeah. we'll get to see you uh, in person in the in the coming year here. Next summer, God willing, we'll be, uh, we'll be over, to the, over to Scotland in August. Oh, we hope so. We can't wait to see you on the grass, man. So thanks, Eric, for chatting to us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. There you have it. Thank you so much to Eric there. Honestly, again, taking the time to chat to us on the Rab Show at the moment when you're so busy with everything was just awesome. So thank you, Eric, for taking time to chat to us. And yes, again, like I said, if you are interested in registering for that uh, online lockdown, rhythmic lockdown event, then you go and check it out. We have uploaded all the details, of course, on our Rab Show Facebook page. You can go and register now. Again, like I said, registration closes on the 22nd. So you do need to get your registration in quick if you drummers want to get involved in that. There you go. All right, so thank you so much, Eric. That was brilliant, actually. Really enjoyed that. Uh, so, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. And uh, like I said, if you've lasted this long into the podcast, you do deserve a medal. It's quite an epic episode this week, so apologies for that. But we did have quite a lot to get through as it's been such a heavy week in the piping world. Again, thank you to all of our weekly drone people, whoever you may be. Um, And yes, if you do want to submit your own weekly drone, then feel free. You can contact our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where it all happens. So yeah, you can submit your weekly drone completely anonymously and it'll be brought here to the podcast. Now, we do draw the line at swearing and name calling and accusations and things like that. So that's the only thing that we would really edit out. Everything else is fair game. You know, we do pride ourselves in being the show for the bagpiping folk. So, yeah, we want to be your voice. So, we are essentially just opening a microphone and letting you guys talk. So, there you go. Go and take advantage of our weekly drone. And also, if you just have a regular email for us, or even a voicemail would be nice, yeah, you can <laughs> you can email us as always. BigRabShow at gmail.com Don't forget, you can check us out on Patreon. Like I said, we've got tons of amazing stuff up there on Patreon. We're very proud of the wealth of material we have up there now that's exclusive to Patreon members. So, yeah, every click of support. I know it might not seem like much, but honestly, it really means the world to us here in the Rab Show, especially in the moment, in the middle of a global pandemic podcasting isn't easy and it's great to know that we have support from you guys out there the patreon faithful so do consider going and checking out all of that exclusive pipe and content up there episodes rab show plus exclusive video interviews performances <sighs> so much stuff I, i'm just looking at the list here there's loads so yeah tons of stuff up there for you to enjoy there on patreon also Shout out to the people who's been ordering Rab Show merch, by the way. You guys have been going a bit mad over there in the Rab Show merch front. We don't normally expect a rush on the Rab Show merch until November when folks all start doing their Christmas shopping. But I think maybe you guys have started early. Uh, but yeah, a load of big Rab Show hoodies and stuff flying out the door this last while. So thank you, everyone. Every purchase really does help support us. Uh, so yeah, so go and check that out. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash shop. And you can check out all of our sweet, sweet Rab Show merch. Mm. The bottle openers are actually running low on stock, actually. So I might have to, yeah... Yeah, tell you guys to get your orders in now for your uh, bottle openers if you want one because they're very soon going to be running out of stock. So go and order them now when you can. Hmm. Shout out for the Rab Show bottle openers. 
<laughs> All right, I will not keep you any longer. Thank you, loyal podcast listener, for lasting this long. And uh, I have to say, yeah, thank you to all of our amazing, amazing droners and to Eric McNeil for taking time to chat to us as well. Now, if you haven't already, please do consider giving us a subscribe so each and every week you do get a bing, a little notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Yeah, until next week, guys, we will see you here for yet another Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, we'll see you all again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best.